All right, what is going on, guys? This is uh, Randell419, one of your co-hosts for the Xbox Do podcast, and we are now live a day later than normal, which was entirely, I think, both our faults. I wasn't able to do it, but then Jazz wasn't able to do it. So, yeah, here we are on Thursday, and like I said, I'm Rand, and my co-host today is none other than Jazz Corden. What's going on, buddy? man busy week for me um traveling next week so had to get all my work done this week um where are you traveling to you going you going somewhere super secret yeah maybe oh interesting can we read all about it eventually i don't know i'm not liberty to say not even allowed to say oh you know where he's going folks he's going to uh rockstar (laughs) talk to him about red dead redemption 2 that's where he's going Nah, we're going to talk about ally noir too what about Bully 2? Is that going to be... Is that something? We never played Bully. I think we, we went over this previously. We, we did. never played Bully. We did. I want to play Bully. So, I own Bully, but I've not played it. I own Bully as well. So welcome everybody to the Xbox 2 podcast. Uh, it's good to be back, actually, uh, this week. I thought maybe we weren't going to be able to do one this week, but me and Jez's uh, schedule cleared up for Thursday. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of different things to talk about. Yesterday, I mean, last week, we literally had a show about our XO predictions. And this week, we're going to talk about XO again, but trying to downplay some of the hype that we see floating around out there. Right, Jez? Yeah, uh, I see people expecting E3 Part 2, but that's not yeah, what man. really is going to happen, right? Yeah, so it's definitely not going to be on E3, E3's level. At least I have not seen anything to indicate as such. But, so you know. we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, Jez's article about mobile controllers that Xbox might be making for Project xCloud. Yes. Uh, I see some people are kind of in their feelings about that one, so we'll talk about that. Obviously, both of us have played Red Dead Redemption 2. We'll give our thoughts on that and everything surrounding it. You know, like how... Controversial game. Very controversial, you know the 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 biggest entertainment launch in enter- opening weekend or week first weekend history. You had the whole digital foundry with X better than the Pro, and oh man, that really kind of turned into a bloodbath yeah, between uh, <laughs> between both sides. Whew. It was it was uh, pretty brutal. Uh, Sunset Overdrive making its way to PC apparently. Um, a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, and uh, you know, as we always do, we want to talk about first the games that we play. But before we get into that, um, could you guys hit the like button, share out the link? As this is a podcast and not a regular video, so sometimes I do stop it to say those things. Obviously, I'll be reading chats, super chats open if anybody wants to support the show. And let's get going, shall we? So, Jez, um. I know you're playing World of Warcraft right now. <laughs> How do you know that? Because you told me before the show you were playing World of Warcraft and you're tanking Damn. some huge monster, but nobody wants to See, know about World of Warcraft. The problem nobody. is, the problem is America's Europe, well, I think the rest of the world's time zones has changed for daylight savings, except for America. So I haven't actually finished my raid yet, which I usually would have finished by now. But because we're doing the podcast an hour earlier than usual for me, you're going to have to deal with this. Yes, but, well, um, the po- uh, what was it? Our, our clocks change back on Sunday. It goes from 2 a.m. to 1 a.m. Um, so, 
since we're not going to talk about World of Warcraft, I've only played one game. Have you only played one game? Mm, let me think. Actually, no, I've played two games other than WoW this week. One is Red Dead Redemption, which we'll probably do a whole segment on. And the other is Call of Cthulhu. Oh, Call of Cthulhu. All right. I, I got that game. I haven't been able to play it yet. What's your overall initial impression so far? Well, for Call of Cthulhu, um, I didn't have a high expectation for it because pretty unknown dev and, you know, Focus Home Interactive. You know, I think it's fair to call them a, a double-A publisher, you know. I would I didn't agree. Have, I, would yeah, agree. I, didn't, I didn't have high expectations for it. Um it's a narrative sort of investigation game. It's not super interactive. You don't get a gun. You don't shoot people. You go around investigating, solving clues, you know, doing sort of logic puzzles and stuff like that. The graphics are terrible, you know. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, well, they're not terrible. They're just low budget, you know. But the atmosphere is really good. Um, it's very atmospheric sort of horror game based on the HP Lovecraft mythology. And I haven't completed it yet, but I've really enjoyed it so far, man. It's got a nice atmosphere. It's got interesting gameplay. Um, yeah, it's you know, if, if, as long as you're not expecting, you know, LA Noir on that sort of level, um, it's pretty good. All right, but it's sixty bucks though. It's full price. It. This, this isn't a forty dollar game or a thirty dollar game. Sure about that? I'm positive it's fifty bucks, Jazz. Oh, I'm sure it's a full price game. <laughs> no, uh, no, don't get this at six bucks. Uh, get it at. Uh, I thought it was thirty, no. which I thought would have been a reasonable price, but no, it's it not probably worth. would be. I mean, I, I don't think the reviews are very kind to the game. They say it has a lot of potential, but for sixty Too bucks, w- when you could pick up Red Dead Redemption Two for the same, the same price, week. yeah, you know, when you when Close. you can do all that stuff, when you can pick up. Spider-Man or God of War or Forza Horizon 4, you know, for the same price or cheaper, you know, Xbox Game Pass, like, it's... I don't know what they're thinking. It's I don't know what they're like, thinking. You know, it's almost like they thought, you know what? We ain't gonna beat Red Dead. So why don't we just price it high to milk the Lovecraft fans who'd pick it up over Red Dead and then price drop it later after everyone's gotten over Red Dead. It might actually be a smarter pricing strategy than it seems. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe you're right. I, I, I can see this. Is too damn in, in a month from now, this game will be thirty dollars. You know, like on Black, like maybe even two weeks on Black Friday. Like, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think any. Who's buying that game the same week that Red Dead is, Two comes out? The problem is, it's a, it's a licensed game, so it uses an existing license, and presumably they're paying some form of royalties to the estate of HP Lovecraft or whoever owns the rights to that that franchise. I don't, I don't even know. So, but you know, the margins on those kind of games ain't that good. I mean, you get you get the extra marketing boost because it's like, yeah, it's HP Lovecraft. Everyone knows Cthulhu and all that stuff. You get the marketing boost, but then you have to pay. You have to pay for it, you know. Um, yeah. So the double edged sword, man. Double-edged sword, baby. I was looking forward to playing it after I finish Red Dead Redemption 2, which I don't know how, when I'm going to be able to finish that game as it's so freaking massive. I'm I'm like... I spent a whole... I think I spent like all of Sunday just hunting and fishing, not even doing any story. I just wanted to hunt, get some perfect hides, and get some like crafting done, you know. Yeah, I, I spent a good portion of one day hunting as well, and I have done quite a lot of fishing. 
I've gone treasure hunting, which was a lot of fun. Um, Jez, why does this game have fishing, but Sea of Thieves doesn't? Let's not go there. Let's not go I there. mean, it's kind of perfect. Sea of Thieves for fishing. Red Dead, you know, even Far Cry 5 had fishing. Yeah, man. It's, Come on. Uh, it's, a weird, it's a weird one, though. So, um, okay. So, our, I guess we'll talk about Red Dead now, since it's the only game that me and Jez have played, really. Have you finished it yet? Because I haven't. I'm no, on chapter uh, four. Yeah. Um, I'm in chapter three and a half, and I've been playing quite a lot. So I think I've just been, I've just been side objecting of man. I've just been doing side objectives. I've just been doing hunting and fishing, and you know, sometimes I don't even hunt and fish. I just go around with the binoculars, trying to like. Uh, study the animals and then when you study them he draws a little picture the picture of them in the journal i just love all the details man i just i'm immersed in this cowboy world it's incredible game that's what you get when you spend seven years making a game and reportedly i did see a reported budget of 600 million dollars or something like that seems insane to me 600 million dollars although i guess playing through the game and seeing what it is. It's like, okay, I can see where the time went and the money went because there's no other game like Red Dead Redemption 2. No. Like, nothing. No. Nothing no. else is comparable into the scope and the scale of what they built. The only thing that even vaguely comes close is Witcher 3, but even that doesn't come close. It's, really. also, it's also very anti-Ubisoft open world design. You know? Which yeah. is... Which is very interesting because I just got done finishing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I've been playing Red Dead and haven't gotten really a chance to do a review yet for Assassin's Creed. But Assassin's Creed's all about being helpful, like navigating the open world. You know, your character moves super fast. Like, you know, uh, they have all these markers everywhere with question marks to discover, tool tips on like every loading screen. And then there's just Red Dead. Like, no helpful hints, like, really no mini-map, kind of just a compass, and it's just like, go out and explore and do stuff, and it's very slow, very methodical. You know, a lot of people have issues with the controls, which, I agree, the controls are very cumbersome at times. Yeah, I think a lot of it is misunderstanding the progression mechanics. Like, some people said, oh, the gunplay is really inaccurate and stuff, and it that happens when your dead eye meter is low. The gun sway is more exaggerated, I noticed. Stuff like that. So I think like some of it is misinterpretation, but you're right about like the way it's the anti Ubisoft open world. And I love it because it's just so immersive. Like everything feels like it has a purpose. And I've actually written an article this week about it because I saw I saw there's been some articles out there that say it's too realistic and that like um, they wish it was more like system driven, like Zelda or something like that. I've seen it compared to Breath of the Wild a lot, and some from some people who wish it was more video gameish and less uh, cinematic, I guess. But for me, the the realism just adds to the immersion. My my horse died, Rand. My horse died after about fifteen hours in. My bloody horse died, and I was gutted i was absolutely good how'd he die did a cougar get him was he involved in a in a a shootout with another gang what happened kind of i was like it was something it was hard for me to remember or realize exactly what happened but it was something like 
it crashed into uh i crashed into um a carriage or something and he just he just died and then got run over it, it wasn't good <laughs> well do you know that you can actually revive your horse they have these things called horse revivers uh, yeah he, he was he was beyond that he oh was my god very, someone like very... someone literally killed him huh he was very dead <laughs> wow my uh so my first horse i lost i don't know where my first horse went but i got a second one and i named him thor right and he's my he's you my lost. buddy you lost your horse? I don't know where my first horse went. Like the one I have now is completely different. Like I don't know what happened to my first horse. The one that like you start the game with. I don't know where he went right. to. But I got another another horse, named him Thor. You know, he's my buddy. I bonded with him to the max and I take him everywhere. Um I am at the point now though where I was having fun riding around, exploring the world, but I am at that point now where if I have to go a long distance, I'm fast traveling. But, like, I get like that because I, I started doing that in Spider-Man. I know Spider-Man has an actual fun mechanic of getting around places, swinging through Manhattan and stuff. But as as much fun as that was for a certain period of time, I eventually started fast traveling. Uh, same thing with Forza Horizon 4. It's fun to drive around, get to place to place. But then eventually I started to use fast travel. So I'm at that point in Red Dead where if it's a certain distance away, I'm like, all right, I'm using fast travel. Uh, whether it's a carriage, whether it's a train, or it's the fast travel from your base, because I really don't want to have to ride my horse all, all the way over there. I, I do kind of enjoy it if there's company, if we're going on a mission and there's dialogue between characters, at least like trying to get like a you know a story sense of what's going on. Um, I enjoy that stuff because like I am really invested into the this world and the characters and everything. Yeah. Like I thought I would hate Arthur Morgan. Like when they revealed that it was a prequel, I had my doubts. I'm like, really a prequel? Like I'm not really a fan of prequels. Cause you know, like for instance, nothing can happen to John Marston. Nothing. Because John Marston is in Red Dead Redemption One, right? So you know he has to live. Same thing with Dutch. You know Dutch has to live because John chases him down in Red Dead Redemption 1. So already there's, you know, you can't put those two characters in a sort of perilous, uh, death-defying things because you know they eventually make it out the other side. But what's interesting is, like, you don't know what's going to happen to any of these other characters. And I've really turned the corner on Arthur. Arthur, I love him. In fact, I think I might like him better than John because his voice actor actor is amazing. Like, whoever did his voice absolutely incredible stand out i'm gonna applause someone, someone in chat probably educates whoever yeah. did his voice but it's oh my god like i am the best character writing and voice work across the board really like this is this is one of the things that i i heavily criticize about ubisoft games i never ever 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 care about the characters man ever and we've talked about this before and i think it's just because they are so soft when it comes to approaching issues and controversy and stuff like that and it makes all their characters feel really wooden really sort of flat and they just become immemorable like alexios has some funny dialogue lines sure but it's still b-movie type stuff right whereas rockstar at least with red dead redemption 2 they've like so believable 
the camaraderie between the gang, the the little the little things, you know, and they don't shy away from the, the issues of the time and all the you know, even contemporary issues that still going on today. And you know, it's just so so good. Yeah. And because it's so good, I don't mind the biz- like in a Leicester game. Some of that stuff might be seen as busy work, like you say, like riding between locations. When you with when you with someone, and you you hear more of their backstory, and you get more context about context about who they are and what they're about. Nobody in the gang really feels like they're just there for the sake of it. Like everyone has their own character, they have their own backstories, and if, if you care enough to look into them, read the sort of letters that get scattered around, and you know, and also. Read through um, uh, Arthur's internal monologue mm-hmm, in yeah. his journal. Like some of the stuff that Arthur ends up doing is pretty dark and pretty. Well, it depends on how you play. Because it's, I'm playing him as as a hero, so like I'm almost like all the way full on my morality meter. Like I'm a paragon, you know. I I, I stop out and help people. Like there's a lady trapped underneath that horse. I'm helping okay, her. Well, if, if got, there's a dude who got bit by a, a snake and wants to suck out that venom, I mean, I won't suck out the venom, but I'll give him a medical cure. Like, I'm all about helping people. Like, I'm not, I'm not shoot first, ask questions later. Well, uh, Rand, I've, I've got a problem because I, I you see, I, we can't really. T- I mean, we'll have to talk about it off air because I don't want to spoil anything. But um, my, my character is not a paragon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going evil. Okay, uh, kind of. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, because we're not going to st- spoil any story stuff uh, because I don't want anything spoiled for me. Uh, I did feel that Chapter 3 really, really ups the ante of what's going on. Uh, but I was invested from the very beginning. Like the like when you're in the, the prologue, I guess, like uh, Chapter 1, when you're in all the snow. Like I was like, I can't play this game in a party, Jazz, because I need to be isolated. I need to be in the game with the characters yeah, can't totally. be in a party with people talking over one another. Uh, I kind of did it with the Assassin's Creed Odyssey because, honestly, the story and the dialogue weren't that important in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It was all more about, like, the, the fun gameplay so I could be in a party. But this, I can't. Like, I, I have to be alone. But, like, everything kind of like the Chapter 1, and for a good majority of Chapter 2, it's all very about tutorializing you. Like, how to use your horse, how to use your weapons, how to use yeah. your dead eye. Uh, introducing you to the game mechanics, but you hit chapter three and some of the stuff you do in there is absolutely incredible. And uh, I just got the chapter four. I'm, I think I'm like 35 hours into the game and looking at my progress, it says I'm only 45% done with the story. So I still have more than half of the story left to go, uh, which is insane to really think about. Now, um, Sam Tilbert says in chat that, uh, Roger Clark is the voice actor. He's an Irish American actor. He did an amazing job. Like I can't give him props enough for what he's done. And same thing. Like I think everybody else who worked on this game, Jazz. Like I don't know if you've seen. Like I'm sure you've seen it, but when you're riding through the forest at night, the way like the the moonlight shines through the trees and like the fog moves in, and it kind of looks like a horror movie or when you're just riding out in the plains and you can see the dark skies and the thunderstorms and it starts yeah, raining, like, dude, it's incredible. Thunderstorms seem feel quite rare, like as rare as they are in real life. Maybe 
And um, I, I've been through quite a, quite a few thunderstorms. I've only seen one so far. Really? I, thought, I, I was like mind blown. I've I've seen more double rainbows than I've seen thunderstorms. I've seen some rainbows, and then there's interesting things that happen outside of story missions. Like I was in a forest hunting a bear, and I came across the Ku Klux Klan. Oh my god! Literally twenty dudes in hoods raising a cross and trying to set it on fire. And then later on in the game, and this is just something that you stumble across. This isn't like a story mission. This isn't something that, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of prodded to find, right? This is something off the beaten track. Like I saw on my compass, somebody was talking because, you know, it blimps out like, oh, something's going on over there. And I decided to go and check. And I was met with like a 10 minute thing, which a lot of people would ignore because it's like, I'm going to do something. But I saw what happened. I had a good laugh. And then later on, I met them again. And then I've run into, I'll give you, I'll give you an exa- another example of this like interactive, uh, immersive things that can happen. I was riding down in the bayou. Have you been to the bayou yet in the game, the southern part of the map? Yes, I just got in there, yes. So I'm riding down there, and two hillbillies jump me from the right. They come from the right from the trees. They shoot me once, and they run off, right? Well, I'm like... Yo, I can't let that stand. My Arthur Morgan has, uh, I'm like, they shot at me. I'm going to get them, right? So I jumped off my horse, started running after them. And wouldn't you know it, I fell through a covered trap in the ground. Oh, my God. Right? And then they, they came up to the side of the trap and were taunting me until I shot one of them in the head and they ran away and I climbed up out of the trap and started chasing them. Like, that is the kind of things in this game that somebody built but nope, you wouldn't experience it unless you kind of followed the trails. Like I was, I'm like, dude, this is incredible. And, and my friends I've talked to or playing the game, none of them have experienced that yet. Only a couple have even experienced the KKK thing. So I'm, I'm kind of curious um, to see what other type of, you know, you, um, I was, what was I doing? I was, I was looking for elk pelts, perfect elk pelts to craft something. So I went up into the mountains and when I was there, there was two very skinny dudes um, in a camp preparing two other dudes to eat them. Isn't that? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're talking about who to eat and stuff like that. And then I shot them both and then dropped one of them off a cliff. <laughs> it's just crazy the things that you can do in this game. And I... And I like absolutely uh, love the game. I can't wait to see what happens. Everyone has to play it. Like even if you're not really into these kind of games, I think it's one of those games that everyone has to experience at least one. Yeah. Um, man, I, I I just I I can't imagine where it's going to go. Like it's it's all leading up to something I, I think truly special. So we'll see where it goes, but. I mean, there's the game itself, which me and Jazz obviously both love. But then there was the the console been a war, lot <laughs> of controversy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, before we get into the console war stuff, I just want to shout out Beaner eight one two seven for the super chat. He says Sony has been successful with Spyro, Crash, Ratchet, and Clank, and Jack and Daxter. Banjo gets announced as a character for Smash at XO. Microsoft can start their own line of ma- mascot platforms. Thanks for the super chat and uh, for the support. Um, well, Banjo wasn't announced today for Smash Brothers. so But we'll talk about XO stuff when we get to XO. 
So, um, the console war stuff was very, very, what's the word I'm looking for here, Jez? In high gear? Triolic? It was, it was very, it was, it was in high gear. And the reason why was because here you have the biggest game of the year, bar none, like nothing, like after the sales it pulled, no other game's going to out. Do you agree with that, Jez? Like it's the biggest game of the year, bigger than Call of Duty. Bigger than Spider-Man, bigger than God of War, bigger than Far Cry. I don't think Battlefield Five is gonna. I mean, what what can beat it? Even even Call of Duty, even Call of Duty beat Call of Duty already. Yeah. Um, so big, and then and then this is without even announcing the the online stuff. So all they need to do now is just be like, oh, by the way, this is the online stuff, and just sort of drop that out of, out of the blue, and boom. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like they're gonna have another round of press and talk about Red Dead next month when they drop the online, which people are going to love. But the console war is in high gear mainly because, well, <laughs> Rockstar, those bastards, those crazy bastards, did it, and they put this game and how with how big it is, and it runs at native 4K on the Xbox One X. Oh, God, how gorgeous is it? On not. That? Not 4K, not, you know, like reconstructed 4K, not like 1980 by 2160p, uh, you know, uh, upscaled up, but like, honest to God, native 4K. And the differences between, you know, not only Xbox One X and the Xbox One S are pretty stark, but so were the differences between that and the Pro, um, which a lot of people in Digital Foundry even kind of said look blurry in comparison. Some would even say it looks soupy. And that soupy. obviously called people that that led people into a huge like feeding frenzy of um <laughs> of just like my version's better than your version, you know? Like you you ha- it, and it's funny is because normally in those situations like you could just say, well, you played on PC, right? PC is, you know, the definitive version, but there's no PC version of Red Dead yet. And there won't be until sometime next year. And you know there's going to be a PC version because that's 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 it's, another um, 10 million in sales right there for them waiting, you know what I mean? And some, someone found references to the PC version by digging through the Android app. Uh, because of the, there's a there's a map app for Red Dead Redemption. If you want like full blown immersion, you can turn the UI off and then use your phone as a as a physical fake yeah. map sort of thing. They're, they got the whole companion thing. So for right now, the definitive place to play X or to play Red Dead is on the Xbox One X. It even got so bad that people from IGN were like, "I'm starting over on the Xbox One X because there is a." significant visual difference between uh that and the pro like brian altano did that and like people were talking about like have i've seen people go out and buy xbox one x's who are sony fans uh that tag me in this stuff that are like i need to play this on the x and it just kind of led to a new round of people you know uh, arguing about which which console's better uh which prompted me to make a video, Jez, because I was seeing all this stuff, saying that Red Dead Redemption 2 justifies the Xbox One X. It's everything Microsoft had in mind when they made the system. Like, a superior system that 
how do I say this right? A system that is so much better than its competitions that the games run and perform so much better that people actually notice the differences and want to play on that system. Like that's why I made that. Now I had some people get upset with me uh, mm. saying that I was throwing Xbox one S users under the bus, you know, Damn. but like, it's not like it performs badly on this. No, it doesn't. It's just, <laughs> when you've got the opportunity to play on the X. Well, Digital Foundry was the ones that said quantifiably the worst place to play the game. Well, yeah, I mean, that wasn't me. The least powerful console. So. I mean, that w- I didn't say that. And I'm, I don't, you play the game on whatever platform you want to play it on. Like, I think the most important thing is to just play Red Dead Redemption 2. But, I mean, there were some people that thought I was like, you know, I was like, oh, it's, like you're, you're, you're too falling into the hype. But like, Dude, I'll be honest with you. Like, I've had a 4K TV. I've had the X, right? And while the games look great on it and they perform well, I honestly truly haven't been blown away so much since until this game. Like, Far Cry 5 looked amazing, but I wasn't sitting there with my mouth ajar thinking like, oh my God, like, look, look how this game looks. It wasn't until this game where I was like, wow, 4K looks absolutely incredible in this. Now I can only imagine what 60 frames looks would be like, right? I think part of it is um, because it's got a first-person mode, they can't cheap out on the textures for smaller objects because in third-person, you can't really get up close to those tins of baked beans and stuff. Because of first-person, they've actually had to model out every bit of detail in high-fidelity in case you are someone who plays in first-person mode, which ain't bad, by the way. It feels weird to start with. Um, because the, you know, the controls don't feel like first-person game controls. But when you get used to it, it's, uh, it's kind of fun to have a gun battle in first-person in this game. But... I mean, yeah, so, you know, I made that video. Like, cause I, can, and I also put it out there, like, imagine a scenario, Jez. Where, you know, because the talk all on social media and elsewhere was like, X is the best. It's the, it's the best place to play this biggest game, right? But let's imagine a scenario where the X didn't exist. What would the talk be about? Talk wouldn't really be about Red Dead. It would be about how shitty the Xbox One S is, right? Yeah. It'd be, like, because, I mean, pe- people, they, they like to have a... uh uh they like to look back on history. And what's the word I'm looking for? Not like in the correct manner or like to revive history. Like Re- uh, revi- revise, revise history. Yeah. Like they revise history. Revisions. Yeah. And I remember at the beginning of the gen, like anytime a big multiplayer came out, the first headline was the resolution differences between both the PlayStation and the Xbox. That's, the God's honest, the truth. And anybody that says differently is just misremembering exactly what happened. Right. I still remember. Like when it was a big thing. I I mean, part, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say that there's a bias against Xbox because of that. There could be multiple factors. Like for example, there just weren't that many games coming out. Then there weren't that many landmark games. There weren't as much stuff to talk about. You know, it wasn't like we weren't in a, we weren't in a situation where, 
it was obvious that the industry was evolving and we're moving beyond consoles and into streaming and stuff like that. And, um, and also 4k TVs and 4k media in general hasn't proliferated in a way that HD has. It's, it's getting there, but it's like, I still wouldn't call 4k a standard, you know, um, HD is still the standard and it was the standard back then too. So if you are someone who, you know, doesn't care about 4k or forcibly or because you can't afford a 4k TV or simply because I don't know, you prefer the frame rates or something and you know, hitting that HD benchmark might be more important to some, but you know, and a lot of for PC gaming too. I mean, I think it was something like 3% of all PCs attached to steam are capable of 4k and not much more are capable well, of QHD. Most, most PC gamers, I think playing 1440p, you know, like, like most don't most play in HD. Well, you know, according to the steam survey, the vast majority is 1080p and then slightly more for QHD and then almost none for 4k. Cause few people have rigs that can run games at 4k natively you know and and there's just not that many pc monitors out there that are cheap enough to justify 4k either the whole monitor issue is a problem for 4k on pc i've been trying to find a 4k monitor for pc they just ain't nothing really i think there's like one 4k hdr 10 monitor and it's not even true hdr and it costs almost a thousand dollars and it's like nah nah Well, even though I mean, take a look at like like Blu-ray versus DVD. Even though you see Blu-rays everywhere you go, more people still buy and use DVDs than Blu-rays. You know, it's just people didn't really adopt Blu-ray like they did DVD, and more people just own 1080p. Like, and then streaming, streaming right now, everything, right? Streaming will disrupt disrupt the power argument again. And in ten years, I'm sure everybody will have a 4K TV. You know. Because eventually you won't be able to buy 1080p TVs anymore. Uh, but yeah, it's just... Samsung just unveiled 8K TVs. Did you see that? Uh, 8K TVs? How much are one of those? God knows. But they're going on sale next year. I mean, <laughs> the, I would, I, even if you got one, is there any 8K content? I don't know. <laughs> screensaver, Samsung's it, native screensaver, maybe? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it, barely you have games support native 4K right now on console. Like it would be a long time before 8K is a thing. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just I still sit there sometimes when playing Red Dead, and just am in awe of you know what I'm seeing. Like it, it is absolutely incredible. Um, the game is a visual masterpiece. It's a masterpiece in every regard. And why does always people call when we do this show? Why are, you, why are you just so popular, man? I don't know. I don't know why I'm. I don't. I don't know why I'm so popular. I guess. Have you got a stalker? This brand's got a stalker. I don't know. There are some people who post in my uh, YouTube comments all the time, and you know they 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 make not so good, uh, you know, disparaging disparaging comments about me, like. Mean. And well, whatever. I let that stuff slide off my back, but. That's the only so you have that whole situation with the Xbox One X and the PlayStation Four Pro, right? But they also announced that hey, it's the biggest entertainment opening weekend ever—seven hundred and twenty-five million in three days, second to only 
the first three days of Grand Theft Auto V, which did a billion. Uh, so bigger than any movie, bigger than any book, like the biggest ever. It's insane to think about because there were people out there who said Red Dead Redemption Two wasn't going wasn't going to sell, and I agree. I, I, it was, I didn't think it'd be GTA. I thought, well, like, yeah, I didn't think it would be GTA either. I thought like, well, GTA has got the brand power, but clearly it's Rockstar that's got the brand power. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, so people. So people were like, well, Red Dead 2 is not going to beat out Call of Duty or anything else because Red Dead 1 apparently only sold around 13 million copies. You know, obviously that's a far cry from what the Grand Theft Auto games have done. But, well, here you have Red Dead 2 uh, basically outselling, you know, if you take the ASP of $60, which I know, you know, they they were selling games for, uh, you know, the $180 versions, but... If you just take 60, that comes out to 12 million copies sold. So that's the high end. So let's just say they sold 10 million copies. They sold 10 million copies in three days. You know, like, and that's for Red Dead Redemption 2. Imagine what Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to do in five or six years. I just can't imagine what Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to be like. Is it just going to be like literally a life simulator? I mean, how how much more realistic can these games get? You know? (laughs) My bet is that my bet is after the comments about how he was happy they didn't have to launch Grand Theft Auto Six in the era of Donald Trump, right? My bet is with Grand Theft Auto Six, they're going to go back to the eighties and go back to Vice City. That'd be great with that kind of like visual aesthetic and stuff. So I, I you know, I really want, and this is never going to happen, probably, but I'd love like. Uh, a sort of London gangsters GTA. I mean, there, there was like a 2D GTA spin-off in London. I think it's literally called GTA London. Like, love that. Say in the Prohibition era, you know, not that UK Prohibition, but you know what I mean. Like classic gangsters, like Once Upon a Time in America and stuff. Like Once Upon era. a Time. Huh? Have you seen Once Upon a Time in America? I, I have that. not seen that. No. Oh, it's so amazing. Like the quintessential gangster movie. Everyone has to see. Yeah, so, Jesus, Red Dead news <laughs> everywhere. Biggest game of the year. Uh, incredible experience. I, uh, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that whole thing. There's the whole fake HDR thing as well. Apparently, the HDR. Oh, yeah. I've got that, the HDR turned off. It looks really bad on my TV for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they needed another 100 hours of overtime. <laughs> right? Um, uh, there, was, there was some other controversy this week to do red dead i can't remember what it was now hmm i did see i did see some contrarian pieces come out of course after it gets all the big hype and the 97 and 98 and metacritic of course you're gonna have some people come out with articles be like red dead redemption is the biggest disappointment of the gen or this that and the other you know like outrage outrage recreational outrage was it you tell me that too yeah, yeah, like I, I read an article where the author was complaining that why can you go in some buildings, but then some buildings you can't? It's like, <laughs> really? We're, we're going to talk about that. How come when he looks through the drawers, he doesn't look like how I would look through drawers when looking through my keys, like for my keys? Like I'm fumbling around. How come he go? It's like, really? That's what you're going to complain about? You're going to complain that he <laughs> looks through the drawers in a way that's different than how you look for your key? Like, are you just it's, looking man, for is, things? This is, this is why like people don't trust the media anymore. 
It's because of these sort of click-driven articles that are just blatantly trying to bait people to be mad and click on it, you know? I bet well, yeah. those negative negative articles have done better than the the actual positive ones. That's the thing, like in a sea of positive articles, like what stands out? What do you want to read? Do you want to read for the hundredth time why Red Dead Redemption is the greatest game ever made? Or do you want to read why it sucks? <laughs> As someone, you know, who who like if I'm that person and I'm like, do I need to read this again about why Red Dead is amazing? I'm going to actually read why somebody thinks it's not. But then you read some of the like reasons why, and it's like, come on, dude. Like you're literally doing this for clicks because some of the, because some of the doors you can go into and some of the doors you can't. That's one of the reasons why you're literally going to say that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, why didn't Rockstar just have all the buildings available to go into? You know, like, look, and I'm not saying Red Dead Redemption 2 is perfect. Like, there's problems with the controls. There's problems with the aiming. Like, I, Jez, I couldn't tell you how long I spent trying to adjust the sensitivity in the dead zone to find a setting I liked. It is like... It's it, it's like it doesn't detect diagonal movement properly on the joystick. Yeah, I finally oh. found a setting that I like where the combat is very, very enjoyable and I can routinely just get headshot after headshot. But from the beginning, I was struggling. I ain't going to lie. Like, the auto-aim is so fierce. You know, like, it snaps you that's right ro- to the target. I know, but, like, I don't, like... It snaps you right to the target, right to the chest, but, like, I want to go to the head. So it's like... I, I don't really need the full, like, pull. Yeah. So but in, the, the, in the tutorial, it says, like, snap to the snap to the dude and then move up to aim up to the head. I know, but I I made it easier for myself. Like I'm just saying it was very cumbersome in the beginning. I changed it to where like it, it it's it's so much better now. You know, you you put the the so run on left stick like, um, instead of A. So running's, you know, better. You can actually run and do the combat. Um but yeah, like the the controls are the biggest issue with the game in my opinion. I think like um I don't mind the controls. I almost like I think what what they're going for is they want you to manage manage your character instead of like play it, I guess. It's like in, instead of putting the emphasis on twitch shooting, you sort of have to make sure you're in a decent place of cover. You have to make sure that your cores are maxed out so you can aim properly. Wait till you get a good shot. Wait till the enemies are reloading and stuff like that. That's how I've sort of been playing it. Sort of like almost tactically. But like, if you if you favor the sort of run and gun style, I can see why people would think it was sluggish. Yeah, definitely not Doom. <laughs> well, it's just it, it just controls very differently. Like like I said, it's anti Ubisoft. It, like Arthur Morgan controls like molasses, whereas Cassandra or Alexios controls like a gymnast, right? Like even the horse. We've got just just cause coming out soon. Yeah, that, that'll be and the, even more of a jarring. One of the other other issues is the bounty system. I hate bumping into somebody in the road and I'm like, you committed a crime. Everyone after him. You know what I mean? Like, ah, really? It's like, come on. So, 
I uh, like I, I'm not necessarily that big of a fan of the bounty system, and I know like oh you're supposed to put the mask yeah. on, but sometimes the mask doesn't help, and I know it's because well you got to change your clothes and, and like the horse you're using and stuff, but I hate how like you just bump into somebody and they freak out and it's like there's a twenty dollar bounty on you. It's like mm. I haven't had that problem. Uh, if someone if someone aggro's you, you can move away and defuse them or whatever. I know, but either way. Let's move on from Red Decks. We talked about it a lot, but there was a lot to talk about. Um, I, podcast about Red I know, we literally could. Uh, Sunset Overdrive coming to PC, Jez. You got Windows yes. Central wrote an article about it. Um, it seems yeah. like it's happening. Now, I do recall you saying many podcasts ago that Sunset Overdrive wasn't a dead franchise, right? Which led yeah. to speculation that could... And I know this is what people are going to like eventually come to because while it's great sunset overdrives coming to pc more people are going to experience uh, a really great game it's yeah. going to lead people to think sunset overdrive 2 question mark right yeah. but i i wonder if when you heard it was a wasn't a dead franchise if this is what they were talking about this idea of now correct me if i'm wrong considering microsoft published this game and microsoft I think registered it uh, in the Korean ratings board when it initially leaked. I have a feeling it's going to be Microsoft published and it's going to be Windows 10 only. I know a lot of people are hoping and praying for a Steam release uh, for Sunset Overdrive, but... I I don't know for sure, but I would bet money that it's not coming to Steam right now. Right. Um, I know at least this... The version that I heard about was uwp uwp okay now do you like after the financial reports from last week while we were doing the podcast microsoft obviously announced like how well they're doing as a company but later on that day there was you know the calls that came out that said hey satya nadella is like we're bringing game pass to the pc right so could this be a game pass pc offering you know, they need to be able to yeah, offer... That's possible. Okay. Like, so do you think this is... Let me ask I you think, this straight. I, I, think, I, think, I think that the game will just hit Game Pass for PC and for, for Xbox. That's what I think. It's not there already, right? Uh, it? it's, in, it's in Game Pass on Xbox, yes. Okay. Well, but it, it, it was an Xbox Pass. Play Anywhere, though. So... Well, I guess it doesn't... I don't know. Does it... It doesn't matter if it is if it's on Game Pass, does it? Or does it? Yes, it well, does. It's confusing. Yes, because the the Play Anywhere mm. games are basically the same game. So that's why you can get Gears of War 4 on Game Pass and play it on the PC because it's the same thing. Ah, yeah. But that was something they started, they announced with Quantum Break, although Quantum Break technically isn't Play Anywhere because they had to send out PC codes for it. But everything since, I think, ReCore or Gears of War 4 is like the same version. So Sunset Overdrive isn't play anywhere. So, but that, I reckon it will be. The bigger question, though, it'll probably we. I think we'll both agree here that it'll be announced at XO eighteen, right? Yeah. Um, will this lead to a Sunset Overdrive two? Well, because the question because the question is, why put this game on PC? If you aren't really interested in the franchise and continue it later on, you could have just let it be on the Xbox One. So why do this now? You know what well, I mean? Well, there's, I mean, maybe, I mean, like you could just say they want to make a full return on their investment, 
or just maximize their profits, whichever one it was, and put just slapping the game on PC is, is a surefire way to just get some extra money, you know. Um, but also, um, like you said, it could also just be that they want to revive the franchise in people's minds. And Cuphead did incredibly well on PC. Um, Forza Horizon 4 has done really well on PC. You know, Forza Horizon 4 is sort of the first game where I feel like PC gamers are starting to accept the Windows Store because it's gotten to a point now where it's not totally terrible. Like, there was no major issues with Forza on the Windows Store like there was with um, Forza Motorsport 7, which had uh, issues and stuff like that. But the Windows Store is starting to mature now. It's not not, such, not as terrible as it used to be. It's still got a long way to go before, like, I think people stop actually hating it. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like people complained a lot less about it than they complained about <clears throat> it before. So... Clearly, clearly, they're they're seeing the opportunity here with Game Pass on PC. It's obviously their biggest platform, and also it's a way to bridge the gap between PC and Xbox as well. Um, that's something that Microsoft is eager to do with keyboard and mouse support. So, I will say this, Rand. Um, I heard, I told you, I told you on Twitter about Sunset, hearing about Sunset Overdrive, right? You well, talked about it on Twitter. We we also talked about it on the show at yeah. one point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've heard there's a, there's another game as well. Um, there's another game, possibly for PC, that probably another older Xbox game for, that might be announced for PC as well. Well, I don't know what it is. Let me take a guess. Let me take a guess at what this other game could be. If if, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna put my chips on something. And bet, I would imagine that it's Master Chief Collection coming to Windows 10 and PC. That would be pretty big. I think it is. I don't. I don't. I can't think of any other game because all their other games from Recore on are on PC, right? The only other games that aren't are Halo Five, which I think they said they never could do. I mean, they have the Halo Five Forge version, right? Rise is on Steam. I, I can't imagine them being like, hey, Rise is on Windows 10 now. Nobody would care. It's already on Steam. Uh, Dead Rising 3 is on Steam, I believe, right? I think, I think so. Dead Rising 3 is on Steam. Yeah. So I don't really think anybody cares that for Dead Rising at this point. It's a dead franchise, especially with Capcom Vancouver basically being shut down. The only other game that makes sense is Halo Master Chief Collection because yeah. they shut down Halo Online, right? The modders game, the, the, the modders that were doing Halo yes, Online, yes, and, and, and Phil and them made some talks about uh, bringing the game, like, doing right by them or whatever, right? Yep. So, I think at XO18, and you know this isn't, this isn't the XO18 segment, but since we're talking about Sunset Overdrive, I think they'll announce both Sunset Overdrive and Master Chief Collection for PC. Not maybe launching that day. Sunset will probably be that day. But maybe they'll just announce Master Chief to go like, "Hey, it's coming!" Right? Yeah, I don't think I don't think Sunset will be that day either. I could be wrong about that. Well, but... I mean, it's already rated by the ESRB. It's got to be pretty close to release. That's true, but it might also be like an early access thing, maybe. And you know, if Microsoft's really uh, about you know Xbox Game Pass on PC, 
I mean, you can launch a bunch of games in there and then include Master Chief Collection and Sunset Overdrive because they're not Xbox Play Anywhere titles. Mm. So start like offering more incentive for X, you know, because we also don't expect Master Chief Collection to be on Steam, right? No, I imagine not. This would be a way to drive engagement with the Xbox platform. I mean, it'd be really cool if they did do that, go to where PC gamers are. It'd win a lot of goodwill if they did that. But I don't know if it is something they want to do at this point because theoretically one of the things that they'll want to do with the Master Chief Collection is breach the communities between Xbox and PC, have a separate playlist that works keyboard and mouse on Xbox. You know, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that whole keyboard and mouse thing, at least, you know, support it with your first party games. So, I don't know, I could be wrong though. It could, could be that they don't care about supporting it with their first party games. But, I just yeah, think because I, I see people excited about Sunset Overdrive coming to PC, which is great because Sunset Overdrive is an amazing game, although it is four years old. And I always hear people don't like to play old games, um, you know, and I, I have seen some people like, well, this is the one game I was going to get Xbox for. Stop it. Stop it. Like, it's always that one game. And like the game's four years old, like I said, like, you, you know, like. You were never getting it. If Sunset Overdrive was the game you're going to Xbox for and you still haven't gotten it for, you never were getting it in the first place. However... concept of exclusives is old hat now, especially with game streaming coming. Well, sure. Okay. I disagree with you on that one, but we need to see where streaming goes. Uh, I mean, and I, I know we've had a battle about, like, I, I, I think exclusives sell consoles. Uh, clearly, Sony has shown that profusely. Um, but, and I think exclusive content is going to sell streaming services because why use Microsoft's when you can use Google's? So there would have to be for exclusive content, but I guess we could talk about that at a different point in time. But I know a lot of, yeah, I just mean exclusive. It's going to be exclusive to the Microsoft platform, but well, yeah, but people are going to be pissed. You know, this on PC or they want people on Xbox or they want people on xCloud. I don't care which platform you play on as long as it's on their platform. Right, but you already know people are going to be pissed off. They see it's coming to PC, and they, they, they think there's some glimmer of hope it's going to come to Steam, right? Which I, I guess it eventually, I, there's a possibility because, you know, it is a, it is their own, uh, sun, you know, Insomniac owns it. But more than likely, it's going to be a Windows 10 release. So I would imagine the same people that are super excited about it are going to hate the fact that Master Chief Collection and Sunset Overdrive are going to be Windows 10 only. And they're going to bitch and complain about it because it's it's not on Steam, bro. You know? In that voice? Yeah. It's not on Steam, man. Why can't I get this game on Steam? What about Discord, man? Have you seen the, the Discord's pumping out exclusives of its own? And yeah, they're indie games, but... This code's going to become a force to be reckoned with in, in PC retail, I think. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Want to shout out Garuda Legends for the super chat. He says, can I bribe you to talk about the Battletoads later on and get you to hype up this classical gem? Sure, you know what? I'll talk about Battletoads right now. Oh, no. It stinks. Don't, don't it stinks. Don't make talk about <laughs> Oh, no. It stinks. There, it, there should not be a sequel. There shouldn't be a new Battletoads game. And I'll fight anybody that says that. There should be. Battletoads one. Battletoads one was a bad game. Okay, I don't know why people have this nostalgia for that game in the heart. It was a bad game. 
Jazz, do you, do you care to debate me on this? Yes and no. <laughs> the game wasn't great compared to other beat 'em ups at the time, but it was just kind of cool, man. It was like it was like this game that had potential, and you hope that like a sequel would would make good on that potential. I don't know. The music is rad. I'll, I'll say that, Brian. But the best music is rad. Music of all time. Yes, that is true. <laughs> and I'm gonna wait and see what this new game is like. We haven't seen any footage from it, um, but I am I am a little bit curious. But I just I don't know. And I see Michael says, "Shut your face, Rand. I love Battletoads. So hyped it's back. Look, I'm happy for everybody that's so excited to have Battletoads back. Right? I'm flying. He wants. You I don't to want. Sleep. I don't want to trample on anybody's dreams. I'm not that type of dude. However, in my personal opinion." And people always get upset when I give my opinion. Like, and I always talk about here about my opinions about stuff. Battletoads has been and always will be trash. Okay? Wow. So, wow. But if you, if you are really looking forward to it, I'm happy. What if, what, if, what if the new one's really good, though? Well, if it, I'll play it. And if it's good, I'll be the first one to tell you it's good. I, I, keep a, I keep an open mind about games I play. You know what I mean? So there's that. There's the Battletoads. There's the Battletoads hype. And and speaking of hype and nostalgia, Jez, there was no banjo today in the final reveal for the Smash. Um, What were those rumors, man? Was that just pure wishful thinking? I I wasn't following them that closely. There's no Banjo-Kazooie in the final roster for Smash Brothers. Although they did announce some DLC in the season pass coming. I, I can't imagine... Banjo Kazooie being part of that, so was this just oh. a fan a fan made that list or that image and people are taking running with it, or do, so. do, do we overestimate like Microsoft and Nintendo's relationship because we kind of were thinking, all right, well, it seems like they have a good relationship. I could see Banjo being in there. Phil has said that, but would Nintendo really want a character? Minecraft Steve would have been better. Minecraft, yeah, okay, yeah, I agree with you, but not only anybody cares about Minecraft, Steve. Dude, you are so so mistaken. About- I don't Nintendo fans. Yes, Nintendo fans. No. Minecraft's one of the biggest games. Yeah, on- but does that mean people care about Minecraft, Steve? Though, just because Minecraft yeah. itself is huge. Yes. Oh, all right, all right, uh, all right. Smash, Smash players, maybe not, but um. It would be, it would get a new audience if they put Minecraft stuff in it. That's that's the play. If Microsoft has any involvement in Smash, it's going to be Minecraft related. Sorry, Minecraft's one of the yeah. biggest games on Switch. Well, Buddy Boy said Solid Snake is in the game. They don't own that. True, but you don't see any. What I meant to say is you don't see anything that a rival platform holder owns. You don't think, and you don't see anything from Sony in Smash, and you don't see anything from Xbox. Microsoft and Smash. I hate the fact that this phone rings so much while we're doing this podcast, Jazz. <laughs> Unplug it. I can't. It can't be unplugged. You know, what if somebody calls and says I won like ten million dollars or something? And I wouldn't yeah. know, you know? Let's be real, man. You know, or what if someone says, Hey, you you, you know, you answer the call now and you want a trip to two for, to, to Rome and a and a cruise. Right? Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. 
All right. So, you know what? Let's talk about your article about how Xbox was prototyping mobile controllers for tablets and phones, potentially for the X Cloud Jazz. So there's good stuff here. Because in the back of my mind, when I think about Project X Cloud and Microsoft trying to reach 2 billion gamers, right? Where those gamers are playing on their phones and their tablets that don't have the best control inputs for games. And sure, they have those devices where you could snap your phone on a controller, but that requires you to carry around a controller all the time. And that's just, eh, that's a no-go. I was wondering what exactly how Microsoft was going to bridge that. And it seems like they obviously thought about that like four years ago back in 2014. Uh, So elaborate a little bit for us. Okay, so the first thing to note is that this, was, this wasn't this was even a patent. This was literally Microsoft research team were looking into the possibility of improving how crappy mobile gaming is. Um, and this work was done in 2012, okay? So this Microsoft was thinking about this a long time ago, and I did detail this in the article, but people often only read the title. So... Um, this was done in 2012 when Microsoft was thinking about improving this stuff. But the interesting thing is the paper was only published last week or the week before. And um, interestingly, the, the it's the, it's the timing of the publication of this because they go into detail about how Nintendo switch is um, Nintendo switch has made mobile gaming a possibility again with its controls. They even mentioned the PSP and stuff like that. And, um, they note that with streaming technology on the, on the rise and, and, uh, mobile gaming on the rise too, like legitimate mobile gaming is, is pretty big in China, like esports. you got esports MOBAs on mobile and stuff like that. Um, but the controls suck. The touch controls suck. They always suck every single time they suck. It's like what what you use when you've got no other choice, you know? And um, a few months ago, the Xbox controller Bluetooth stack is now fully compatible with Android. I don't know what the case is with iOS because I don't buy Apple products because they're terrible. But as far as um, Android is concerned, the Bluetooth stack works. You can pair your Xbox controller with Android phone and you can actually move around interactive elements on the screen. Like right now, not a lot of games support it properly, but it works. And if Microsoft brings X Cloud to Android, which they almost certainly are, then Xbox controllers will work. But the existing Xbox controllers, you can't like dock them with a phone or anything like that. So theoretically, if this if this research paper was published, and the reason I published was to like be sort of like, what are people's reactions going to be to this? Will people like the idea of it? And um, reactions were pretty damn positive. Um, even though people, a lot of people didn't read it properly and they were like, they thought this was like literally... People not stuff. reading properly, Jesse? <laughs> they don't, you mean they didn't read past the, the headline and read the rest of the article? Oh my God, I li- I'm shocked. I literally, I literally put in the headline. I, I, I was like purposefully trying to be as least clickbait as possible. And I put, I literally put in the headline, Microsoft Research uh, has been exploring mobile controllers or something like that. And um, I, I could have put, I could have put something like Microsoft is 
is building Nintendo Switch competing controllers or something like that. Oh, but that would have been good. That's that's what some of the websites ran with, you know. That would have been but, good. I'd imagine a headlight Microsoft uh developing Switch killer, Switch uh, killer control or something. Controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have been I, good. That, that would have got way more clicks, but you know. I mean, do you do you think this do you, I mean, do you think this is something that they're actually going to do because now that that's the that's the real kicker. I mean, this stuff has been sitting in a lab, sitting in Microsoft research team, um, and they're a subsidiary, you know, so they can pretty much do whatever they want, from what I understand. Um, this, like I know, is in the article too. This doesn't necessarily mean there'll be a product come out of this, but you have to expect that Microsoft is aware of how terrible touch controls is. And the reason that the reason that VR failed to go mainstream is because it's such a painful experience. It's such an awkward, clunky experience. And uh, Palmer, Palmer Lucky, the Oculus Rift guy, he gave an interview recently where he basically said that that, that like it's too inconvenient, it's too clunky, it's too uncomfortable, and that that stops it from going mainstream. And the uh oh. I think I think Jez cut out there, so I'll fill in the blanks while Jez uh, comes back because I'm sure he probably got dropped from the call. Um, a Microsoft prototypes a ton of stuff. I mean, this is like really no surprise to anybody, right? They're on the forefront of technology like this, and we already know that Microsoft was trying to build a streaming service all the way back in 2013. Uh, they just didn't feel it was a you know, they didn't feel like the cost was down enough yet. So, you know, now that they have the Azure cloud and they're one of the leaders in cloud computing and things like that, and they have a competitive advantages over, you know, Sony in the area of streaming, how it's going to be cheaper for them than it could be for Sony. They want to reach all these crashed. people. Yeah, My you crashed. crashed. You crashed. Uh, why do we use Google Hangouts? It's garbage, man. Yeah, because Skype's no better. Skype doesn't crash. Yeah, but Skype sucks. Why don't we use Discord then? Because I, I don't know. I've used Discord before, and it doesn't pick up like it. Most of the time, it doesn't pick up my microphone. So <sighs> okay. Well, where was I? Or where were you? Uh, where are we? Where were, I don't know. Where were you? You? I, I honestly don't remember. And I started talking because you know <laughs> can't have any dead air, right? Yeah, so I was basically just saying that um, the the mobile controllers should happen because mainstream streaming games to mobile, it needs to be comfortable and it needs to match the console experience. Uh, touch controls don't. They don't match the console experience because they're terrible. And uh, if they want that go- to go mainstream, they need to make tactile controllers. So hopefully they will. That's basically what I said. So you say you say they they absolutely need to, and I'm of the opinion that if they want this to take off like they think it's going to, like they need some easy way to play games on the phone and like carrying around an Xbox controller and you know hooking something to the phone or whatever isn't the way to do it, right? They need some cheap thing. I don't know, but like the pictures that you put in your article, yeah. Those aren't really visual appealing either. You know what I mean? They were well. I saw a lot of complaints about this, but you have to remember they were not made by the Xbox controller team. They True. were made by Microsoft research team. 
just as an example, you know, they weren't even, they didn't even build them. They 3D printed 3D shapes and just got some people to hold them and see what they thought of them. You know, they, and then they were designed in 2012 before the Xbox one even launched. So like, if you have to expect if like, you know, Gabby and, and James Shields were, you know, actually going to do this, that it'd be far better in terms of ergonomics. Well, I think James works in marketing. I'm not sure he works in like the design of it or the engineering of it. But yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's like, right. I mean, okay. So if you're doing this, why not just make them? Why not just do that? But then also make a portable X, Xbox, right? Well, yeah, you know, an, or an some X-boy. sort of folding, some sort of folding tablet, which could you know take calls and play games and do the do the rest of it. What about that? Yeah, exactly. Why not do all that? <laughs> Why not do all that, Microsoft? Are you listening? Yeah. I mean, Microsoft. I mean, I, I don't get it, man. Like, why not? Why, why not? Don't, why don't... What? I was going to say, why not hire us to run Microsoft? Yeah, because they'd be dead. We don't know what we're talking about. Can you imagine if me and you were running in Microsoft right now? Like, yeah, you're coming in and now you're the CEO and you make all the decisions. I, I wouldn't even know where to... St- I'd be like, I only care about Xbox. Like, everybody else, you're fired. Like, I don't care about, like, the 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 cloud or, or their, their servers or Windows or whatever, right? Like, put... You know? <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. Like, we talk a good game here on the podcast, but I don't know how much, like, the Xbox division needs and funding to run or, you know, the profit margins. And, I, you know, we're all, we, we have fun talking about it, but... I wouldn't know the first thing about how to market any of this stuff. Like, I could be like, yeah, why not build a portable Xbox? And they'd be like, well, Rand, uh, to do that, we need a minimum ship order of uh, 4 million of them at this price point. And uh, by our calculations and analytical research, uh, only 1 million of the Xbox audience will buy it. So uh, we're going to be in the red and then we can't, you know, it's like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Like, I get it. You know, like, that's my accountant voice, by the way. <laughs> I like it. You should become an accountant. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of going to business, you know, doing all that stuff. But like, I don't know. It's it's fun to talk about this stuff. I I, I just couldn't imagine exactly being being running it. You know, like people people say, like, will you run your own YouTube channel? Yeah, like barely. Like, <laughs> you know, like I know people say it's like you know, like, someone hey, man. someone told me like. Just just office, just office by itself is a seventy billion per dollar uh seventy billion dollars per year business. Just mm. office. Just office. Just office. <laughs> Microsoft is such a huge operation. It's crazy. Yeah. So shout out to Garuda Legends for the super chat. He says you failed the bribe. Lol, I think the best controller is the Genesis controller and the 64 controller. Yeah, the 64 controller? The Genesis controller is pretty damn good, especially when you compare it to the older controllers. But the best controller is still, in my opinion, the Xbox 360, although the Xbox the Xbox Come Elite on. controller is the no, best. That's, that's nostalgia. That's nostalgia. And uh, the Saga yeah, go, go 13 back and says, use the 360 controller, man. You took my that's job. My no, I just I just said the Elite controller is the best. Even I, though I disagree. I disagree. The regular Xbox controller is better. Even than though the Elite, Elite controller, controller breaks. How did this happen? How did they sell a hundred and fifty dollar controller 
that literally has the grips fall apart after a year. How, Jez? How, Sway? How? What were they thinking? I don't know. And, and we didn't even, we weren't even able to get clarification that they've actually fixed it because they didn't want to admit that there was an issue in the first place because they'd probably have to pay a lot of people. So I haven't bought, I haven't bought the um, second elite controller, but I, I might be getting one anyway. And if I do, I'm going to, yeah, it's because you're I'm so gonna... important. Jez is oh. so important. I saw your byline in the ID at Xbox article, by the way. So what important, it? Jez. What was my byline? I don't know. It was about like the long dark and ID at Xbox thousand games. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. See, you, you, you're so huge and popular. You don't even know you get quote. Nobody came to me. A guy who actually plays all the indie games on Xbox hey, and asked for a quote. I play, I play indie games sometimes. They come to Jez and they're like, Jez, we know Windows Central. Tell us about ID at Xbox. And Jez is like, well, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, uh yeah. The, the long dark. Yeah. The one game I did oh, play. Come on, man. Chris, come back. But I, I almost said the flame and the flood, but then I remembered that whole thing with the bear in the long dark. Mm, mm. Bear was spooky, man. The bear was spooky. All right, so I think we both agree that these kind of controller hybrids needs to happen if Microsoft is deadly serious about reaching more players on the phone, right? But moving on from that. I figure let's talk about XO. XO. And uh let's 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 talk about the hype surrounding it. Now, some people accuse me of hyping it up, which I did say I am hyped for <laughs> XO18. I did oh say that. Oh my god, you overhyped it now. And no, I mean I was hyped for it, but that's my personal hype for it, right? Like I was excited for it. Normally, I'm a glass half empty kind of dude. I'm one of those guys that is like like, don't be hyped for anything, and if it's better than what you think it is, it's going to be great, right? So I am put up my prediction video, which most of the stuff there I still think is going to happen. But there, you already have weird things going on, Jazz. Like, for instance, we know Halo's not going to be there. Fine. But there's talk that there won't be any Gears stuff at the show. Um, mm. uh, I think one uh, – I forget something out. Like, another game that's coming out next year won't be there or something. And, like – we got confirmation that well, or or he's gonna well, or he's gonna be there, and we know Crackdown's gonna be there. Like they've already said that stuff, but um, you know, then then there was an uh, an interview from Alan Walsh's you know Full Throttle uh, website from uh, Ralph Fulton, basically saying that don't expect any info about what we're doing with the second studio yet, which completely nullifies Fable, which. I had as my big prediction for the show that they would finally unveil Fable. And I don't know, like I had a conversation with somebody told me, you know, lay off the uh, hefty expectations for the show. And now it's like, well, is it really just going to be a jumbo sized inside Xbox rather than, cause I know some people, some, <laughs> there are some people out there expecting E3 V2, which I never was. I never was expecting E3 version two, I was expecting, I was expecting a new game being shown off. I was expecting a new studio announcement. I was expecting, you know, some hardware things like keyboard and mouse and uh, stuff like that. But I don't know, Jez, like, 
do we do people need to tone it down a little bit about the hype? Uh, like you, someone someone's told me to to limit my hype for it. So like again, expecting a second E three is probably not the way to go. Just just enjoy it for what it is, man. I guess. Um, what is it? Who knows. That's the thing. What is it? Nobody like you can you can look at the previous XOs and kind of have a. Uh... If you lower your expectations to zero, you can't be disappointed. But nobody wants to. Nobody wants to do that. And here's the thing, like Sony, I like looking at what Sony does with PSX. Right? They announce huge games. And they have these big conferences or whatever at Sony PSX. Last year, sure they didn't because they're running out of stuff. Right? They don't have really anything left for this gen. Like the stuff, the stuff that they showed in 2016 at PSX is the same stuff they still have left to show. That's just the gods on it. Like literally, Sony showed off the the entirety of what they had left in 2016. Did you just say? Did you just say Sony's dead? No, I'm just Sony saying done. Sony done. I'm know. not saying that. I just said they literally showed everybody the next four years of PlayStation. So all they have left is Days Gone, Last of Us Part Two. Goes to Shima and Death Stranding, but they've already done Last of Us to death. They've done Days Gone to death. Uh, Ghost of Shima, I guess they could go back to the well again on that one since they've only showed it once, and I, they're still milking the shit out of Death Stranding. So, which is one of the reasons why you know there's not a lot, they don't want to show anything new because everything new is for the PlayStation. But with Xbox, I thought like with them bringing it back. I, I I just maybe expected more for the initial outing. I don't know, and uh, I, I are you even expecting them to announce a new studio acquisition? I know a lot of people assume that Obsidian is like a done deal, like it's happening, it's going to be announced at XO. But is that well, something? It, it'd be annoying if they don't announce a studio acquisition, considering Phil Spencer said in the announcement. We announced the rare acquisition at XO. I don't like you don't say that unless you're sort of gonna put something on the same sort of level. No? I agree. Am I crazy? I, I completely agree. Good. Like I don't know and we and like <laughs> we both know that stuff is you know, Phil just didn't mention that thing just because he's Phil and he gets to say what he wants. That stuff is all approved by PR. You know, got to put out the right messaging. And I would imagine that they thought at that time that either the Obsidian deal was done and, the, you know, it was nice to tease it. But because, I, I, you know, I, I peruse the Reset Era thread. I'm out here on Twitter. And I see people just, like, expecting E3 version 2. No. That's no, the, exactly. That's the, wrong way. that's the wrong way to look at it. I mean, but who knows? Could be surprised. Do you think maybe the person that told you to temper expectations was telling you that so you could go out there and be like, listen, guys, listen, don't get hyped up. And then when it's amazing, you're like, oh, my God, it's even better than I thought it would be. That's the thing. I just don't know anymore. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But we don't have long to wait now. November 10th, right? Yeah, so it's next uh, next Saturday. Oh, well, it's actually a two-day event, right? You have the Inside Xbox stuff, which is like a two-hour broadcast. But it's like a, it's like a two-day whole thing. Um, 
which I don't know really what they're doing. I know there's like panels and things like that, and they're going to be streaming a whole lot of stuff. Mm. I'm just kind of curious. Um, like, I would imagine the inside Xbox is like the big part of the show. And quite frankly, like I am looking forward to seeing Crackdown 3. Finally, finally seeing Crackdown 3. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of other, a lot of Xbox gamers and just a lot of gamers in general, you know, they want to see what this game is all about because it's been through, it's been through the ringer. It's been through hell and back, right? I think, I think, I think Crackdown 3 could surprise people. Yeah, but I don't know. Could it be the PUBG of 2018 or 2019 though? What about the Fortnite of 2019? <laughs> the let's Fortnite just, of 2019. Just, let's just go. Let's just start up to 11. What if it's the Red Dead Redemption 2 of 2019? Well, <laughs> what, if, what if like they bought on, I don't know, Scorsese or something to direct it in secret, and now it's like the best cyberpunk cop power fantasy game of all time. And also it has fishing mechanics. Well, I mean, fishing, you know, that puts it over the top for you, right? Dude, the fishing in Red Dead is so damn good. I I think it's pretty basic, though. You're basic. Uh, Excuse me? You, You heard me. You're basic. Yeah, that, I just I just love it when you you have to like turn turn the reel, interact with the reel. You don't just hold down a button; you have to spin that reel, man. And spin then, it. <laughs> yeah, and then and then like when it when the fish is struggling, you have to like hold hold the reel. And uh, God, it's so good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Crackdown fishing. How would that work? Crackdown battle royale. Huh. Crackdown Battle Royale with fishing and cloud-powered fish. So Tiger, Hire me. Hire me, Microsoft. Tiger King wants to know if we're going to XO18. Hell no. No. It it's in Mexico City, bro. Too hot for me. We ain't going down there. Maybe next year they can have it in Chicago. Come on, Phil. I, I've been talking to Phil about that. <laughs> you know, I've been talking about why. Like, come to Chicago. Come to the Midwest. Come here. Why are you always going to L.A.? You know? Nothing's in LA. Nobody cares about LA. I wish Come... they'd do it in like New York or something because the flight to LA is such a pain. Yeah, or better <laughs> yet, go go to New York. I'd rather go to New York than go to LA. Yeah, LA is too warm. I should do it in Alaska. That'd be nice and cool. But yeah, I am looking forward to seeing um, what Crackdown is. Finally, I'm looking forward to seeing firsthand what the multiplayer is. I would imagine that's going to be a big part of it. Did you um, ever play the multiplayer in Red Faction Guerrilla? I did, yes. That was actually pretty good. Yeah, it, it's cool. That was non-cloud power destruction, and it was still pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I play. Yeah, I played Red Faction Guerrilla. It was pretty cool. Um, I think you've offended some people by sliding California. Yeah, but I mean, look, E3's there every single year. <laughs> Like, what the hell? Like, it's like they don't want, like, it's their one claim to fame. Uh, you, FanFest is here every year and so is E3. And we don't want it to go anywhere else. You know? <laughs> but what's in Chicago? Isn't Chicago? I'm, I'm like not, not saying, you need, like, come to the Midwest. Come to the <laughs> East Coast. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> you, you have you have fans all over the place. Why is it always in LA? I'm just saying there's there's better places. There's better places. Nebraska. Uh, I don't think many people Nebraska. live in Nebraska. Why not Florida? You know, oh, we go, put it in Florida. We'll we put it there during like the winter time. We'll all go down to Florida. We'll visit Xbox Fan Fest and we'll go to Disney World. What about in England? What about in good old Great Britain? I don't know. Can would that be a good place to have it with Brexit? Oh, I think Microsoft has so many game studios in Britain now. They better hope it's not a big deal. Well, yeah, that's true. Microsoft has more British studios than American studios now. I think. Yeah, they better hope that doesn't the whole Brexit thing doesn't come back to bite them in the ass because I don't want to see in four years. Microsoft has shut down Ninja Theory. Microsoft <laughs> has shut down Rare. Microsoft has shut down Playground Games. Everybody's dead. Yeah, because everybody- it's too expensive. Or Microsoft is moving Playground Games to Seattle. Right. Maybe they'll move it to the island with all the data centers. Yeah. Um. I do expect at least one new game announcement. I don't think it'll just be the 2019 titles. Hmm. So tw- there'll be something for 2020? I don't know. I do expect them to announce something big. I don't know what it's going to be. Not big. I do expect them to announce something that's... Hype. Hype creating. Well, if they want to do something hype creating, they'd announce favor. But apparently that's off the cards unless everybody's lying about it, right? So, I don't know. There's talk Ninja Theory, and yeah, they have they've been working on something since they shipped Hellblade in 2017. It's possible they're closer to something uh, more tangible than Fable Four. I just, I just can't imagine a scenario Microsoft does this whole thing. They just talk about Gears and Ori and Crackdown. You know, they announce some games going to PC, which always gets the xbox crowd upset for whatever reason you're doing more exclusive like you know what i mean like that gets people upset and i don't know like you gotta announce something new at least one new thing i know that's kind of like oh that's sad rand's like one new thing and sony's got all these other great things cool it's like don't don't worry i'll be playing all those sony games you know but i i don't know like i i think i think they and it's got to be something like, and for me, you know, you know what's not going to cut it, Jess. Well, Microsoft comes out there and they announce a new banjo. That's not good enough. But dude, I hear every day on Twitter how great banjo is. I don't care. Banjo's banjo's old. Nobody cares about banjo. And I already know. I don't even need to look at chat right now to have people jumping down my throat. But you just hate everything that's. Colorful and fun. And I happy. just don't look. Is that something to do with oh, Nintendo? I don't care about links. it. You want Blinks? No, I don't. No, I, I never even if played Blinks. Blinks. I never even played Blinks. Wait, wh- why? Why is it in my head that you're obsessed with Blinks? Because now? I used to always tweet Phil about Blinks, right? But now, but now I think you've convinced me that you love Blinks. No, I have not convinced you. So that I'm going to spread that meme. No, much like I did with Sea of Thieves fishing, and I still get I still get DMs at least two or three times a week of joking about <laughs> fishing at Sea of Thieves. Yeah, so, I don't know. Randall blinks. I just it's what about a new conquer? 
new Conker game? No, I no, no, no. What about a new? I don't know. MechWarrior game. Y'all sleeping on Blinks? Says Kendall. Yeah, I know. I see. Look, <laughs> maybe maybe I just maybe I don't know. I, I'm just saying, like for me, like if they announced Banjo, I just be like whatever. You know, like I just I just wouldn't care. Or if they announced a Conquer, I I, I don't care. Like so you know, you want, here's, you want a mature game. You want a mature no, mass market appeal game. I mean, sure, but at the same time. I think the secret is I don't care about Rare and I don't care about any of their games. <gasps> I didn't care about Rare when they were in Nintendo and they certainly done, haven't done anything on the Xbox that have made me to change my mind about them. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm different though. Maybe 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 there's millions of other people out there that are like Banjo and Conquer and stuff. Maybe, I don't know. Um something new. Yeah, just Honestly, I don't even know what I want out of Microsoft. I'm 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 sort of in the camp where I'm happy with the third party support and I know that Microsoft's first party games will come eventually. I'm more interested in the hardware. I want to know about the platform features, I want to know about keyboard mouse support, what they're doing to support that. I want to know more about XCloud and stuff like that. I'm more interested in that stuff at the minute. Cause I think it's like the problem with the problem with the games for Microsoft They've got two choices. They can either try and build up one of their existing IPs, which is going to be hard because they've got to deliver on expectations, or they can make a new one, in which case I won't be hyped for it until I get it. So I'm not that interested in what they're doing in the game's stuff at the minute. Um, all right. Well, I mean, that's fair enough. I just, I just wanted to... You know, put it out there that uh, might be best to reel your expectations back in a little bit, and uh, not expect uh, E3 uh, Part Two because man, <laughs> they, they really did a great E3. They had so many games up on stage from third party. Yeah, the Cyberpunk you know, stuff is great. Oh, could there be another Cyberpunk demo? Maybe. Nah, I mean they already they already showed off a forty five minute demo to everybody. I don't care. I want to see more of it. I mean, I agree with you. More cyberpunk is better than no cyberpunk. But look, when they did that, they already there's already some people pissed that they showed that 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 off because like it wasn't what they built up in their mind that it looked bad. Remember? Oh, uh, so people were angry about it first person. Right. Like, well, yeah, people are angry that it's first person, and and I don't know going like. In first person on Red Dead, I've played it in, in a little bit in first person. I enjoy it so much more in third person than I, I do, do in first. Too, but I don't. As long as the shooting feels good, I don't mind. I, I play I play Skyrim mostly in first person, but that's mainly because it feels floaty in third person. You know what I mean, speaking of floaty, Fallout seventy six. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, did you see the bug where on the PC installer where if you like touched a button, it literally deleted itself? Yes. We've entered like a new dimension of bugs or what? Bug Thesda is impressive that Bethesda outdid themselves for bugs. No, no, it's a beta. It's a beta. Dude, look. I don't so really say this about games. I don't really say this about games. And usually if I do, it's for entertainment purposes. Like I don't, I'm not one to say something's trash without giving my 
reasons why. And I don't really say something's trash. I usually say I don't like it for X, Y, and Z reasons, right? But I've been watching gameplay of this game on Xbox and how it performs and how it looks. That game looks like a hot dumpster fire, right? The only reason people are interested at all in Fallout 76 is because it's Bethesda and it's because it's Fallout. More because it's Fallout. Because when has Bethesda ever proven to you that they can do something like an always online game? They never have. The bugs that Fallout and all their games have are glorious. I don't want to play this game at all. I think my game share partner is going to get it, so I'll have it. But every time I look at content from that game, I just look and say, that game needs a year delay. doesn't look fun to play. It looks unpolished. The game looks like it runs like dog shit on consoles. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's ready to come I played, out. I played it. I played, I played the beta. Um, it is rough. I'll tell you how rough it is. It was more rough than Conan Exiles in beta. Conan Exiles <laughs> is, a, is a bad game too, so yeah. Well, like, at least Conan Exiles has the modular building stuff going for it. And if, if you enjoy building castles, Conan Exiles is a great game for that. Although the engine that powers Conan Exiles is really rough. It's really floaty. The combat feels floaty. Everything in it feels floaty. It feels like playing Skyrim in third person, where you sort of, where you sort of, you can run forward, but also run diagonally at the same time. It's, it's hard to describe how it feels, but it's floaty. The only thing I can call it is floaty. Fallout 76 feels floaty, but also it feels floaty with random players called XX Big Penis 69 XX running around. It sort of reminds me of how I felt when I first played Star Wars The Old Republic because I was hoping for a sort of... I was hoping for a Knights of the Old Republic sequel that had multiplayer. Not sort of like... I mean, it was stupid to have expected that in retrospect, but I was just I just wanted more Knights of the Old Republic. And what I ended up was with was a sort of Knights of the Old... A sort of weak MMO with Knights of the Old Republic bolted onto it. And Fallout 76 right now feels like a weak survival game with Fallout bolted onto it. So I'm just sort of like concerned because I'm a big Fallout I'm a big Fallout fan. Huge Fallout fan. Fallout 1, 2, and 3 and New Vegas. Not so much 4, but the first four Fallout games. I adored. I think I got more hours in Fallout 3 than most other games, except for World of Warcraft. But, my God, I'm worried about Fallout 76. And I'm kind of Fallout 76 target market. I like survival games. I like Fallout Fallout as a franchise. And I enjoyed Conan Exiles. Even how rough it was, I enjoyed it, because sometimes I just like survival games. But I ain't optimistic Fallout 76 right now. I kind of want to see it get delayed, but it feels like it's too late for it to get delayed. Oh, I mean, it comes out in, what? Mm, three uh, weeks. It comes out in 14 days. Microsoft partnered with them. There was that oh, no. a bundle that like they're giving away. Like, yeah, there's no way the game's getting delayed. I just wonder if they're like sweating a little bit. Right? Is, the performance on Xbox One X is awful. It's really bad. 
And like, I don't know if like they've fixed it with any of the updates they dropped, but when I last played it, it the frame rate was going down to twenty. Sometimes it was just really bad, man. And um, down to twenty. Yeah, below thirty. Well, below thirty. Um, it it bugged me, man. I mean, I don't know. Like, I I'm not that big of a fan of Fallout. So, like, I always kind of, like, that game always looked like, oh, really, an always online Fallout game? And, like, but then I saw, like, how it looked and how it performed, and I'm like, dude, I don't know about this. Like, it it's going to sell based because solely on the fact that it's Fallout. But I don't know, man. I think, I, I think I'm with you, Jez. I think that game needs to be delayed six months get it running a little bit better or maybe they can't make it run that that good i don't know maybe th- this is a game they should have thought about maybe this right. is a game that they should have thought about launching next gen consoles that can do a little bit more so it's a little well, bit more the thing stable is, it's not it's not it's not that the xbox it's not that they're trying to do something that the consoles can't handle it's that they're trying to turn an engine designed for single player into an engine designed for multiplayer there's going to be loads of issues because they're retrofitting the creation engine for multiplayer, which it wasn't designed for, you know? So, like, it's not like a regular Fallout game where you can go around interacting with all these objects. A lot of the objects have been removed out of the game because having all that positional data on a server is going to be too much, you know? So, in that sense, it already feels like a sort of weaker online game. That's why, like, um, Elder Scrolls Online doesn't feel like a good Elder Scrolls game because for me the the Bethesda RPGs are about you know this sort of living breathing world that's full of interactivity and stuff like that and when you strip that out of a game because you the servers can't handle it it's sort of it just feels like a a cheap spin-off man it feels like you know those Disney sequels that went straight to VHS mhm yes i like do that. it feels Ew. like that <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's not good. And, I, I, and Lion King 2 wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't anywhere near as good as Lion King. And I kind of feel like Fallout 76 will be a fun game if you enjoy those kind of games, but it ain't going to be a game that earns the respect and admiration of Fallout fans. You know? I mean, they're already um, pissed about the lore changing and stuff, you know? Yeah, you know, it's it feels... It feels strangely rushed and it's a weird thing to call a bethesda game rushed because they are notorious for their bugs but a lot of those bugs come from the whole interactivity of the creation engine and all that sort of stuff and i love bethesda i absolutely love bethesda don't get me wrong like i love wolfenstein i leave you know i love the evil within i adore prey and i love that they green like games that are probably risky you know um and stuff like that but, man, I'm concerned for this game. As a Fallout fan, as a fan of online survival games, I'm pretty concerned about this one. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I think a lot of other people share your uh, concern as well. I've seen a lot of people talking about it. Um, but like I said, it looks like a dumpster fire. But I, You know, I'm, in, I'm waiting to see Fallout 76 get a pass where State of Decay 2 didn't. Well, you already know that's going to happen. It's Bethesda. It, it'll get a pass. Unless it's just completely broken at launch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Who knows? I mean, I mean, there are there are a large contingent of Bethesda fanboys, and there's also a lot of Fallout fanboys. You know, there'll be those that defend the game at all costs, no matter what happens. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, Jez, you saw the games of gold, right? That uh, for next month, uh, Assassin's Creed and Dante's Inferno on the 360 and Race to Sun. I did have a question before we start taking some audience viewer questions here. Why is EA giving Battlefield 1 out for free the same month they're also so, trying to sell Battlefield 5 to people? So weird. Right? So I, weird. I thought about that too. I'm like, wait a minute. Was this just like, could this have been like a deal they made months ago? That okay in I, November we'll give people Battlefield One and our game's gonna be out in the, October. They gave, the, um, they gave the season pass away too for free. Yeah, they did. I, it's like, don't you want people to play your new game? <laughs> I mean, if people like, if if there are Battlefield fans, but they want to say they haven't played Battlefield One and they want to save fifty dollars, uh, Battlefield Five, you can basically just play Battlefield One because it's it's a pretty great game still. And even now, and it's been it's been Xbox One X enhanced too now too. I mean, I don't get it. It seems like a really weird play to me. Unless, like, I don't know, Microsoft showed them some data that it'd be a good way to market Battlefield Five. I yeah, but I I'm not even sure it markets Battlefield Five at all. Like, but right, it, it put it puts the brand Battlefield in people's heads. Okay, sure. And there'll, and, there'll be a big Battlefield Five advert on the dashboard for that game. And maybe Microsoft needed a good month because last month wasn't very good, and they wanted a big AAA game. And you know the game's already in EA Access, and it's been on sale a whole bunch and stuff like that. But it's like if I'm EA and I'm trying to sell Battlefield Five at like sixty bucks, and I've had a slew of terrible decisions from the reveal right to their doubling down on like the whole. Uh, our consumers are dumb at the women thing, right? Like oh, the executive leaving uh, to the battle Royale, not being ready at launch and coming out in March to having the release date of October and then getting delayed to November. Like, it seems like everything they've done with battlefield five has just been the wrong move. And now here on top of it, granted, it's just Xbox. There's also games also going to be on PlayStation, uh, but like giving away Battlefield One, which like you said, it's like if you're already subscribed to Gold, here's this game you can get that has a six to eight hour campaign that's pretty good. You can play the multiplayer for free, you know, like because you're not paying for the game. Like, why get Battlefield Five? Like, I don't know. I I just think that's a weird decision. Like, you would think they would have done that months ago, given the game mm-hmm. away to hype up to get people excited for Battlefield Five. You know, you haven't played Battlefield 1 for a few months or whatever, and, and it'd be like, oh, I'm looking forward to the next one. And then it's like, okay, well, here's the next one, and now you can pick it up. But now it's like you're competing against itself because now you're going to have a whole bunch of people playing Battlefield 1 because they got it for free. And, like, the servers for Battlefield 5 won't be as full. You know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's just a weird thing. But that wasn't the only EA news either, by the way. Uh, there was a report that came out that Respawn's going to have two games out before fall of next year, Jez. Oh, yeah. Are we, are, are we literally going to be in a scenario 
that they're going to release Titanfall 3 and Star Wars the La- Star Wars Jedi game in the same year at the end of the you know what I mean? And then and then are we then going to see that they shut down Respawn? <laughs> oh my god. It just just feels like EA is a bit of a shambles at the minute. Like I can't imagine both of those games coming out at the end, like quarter four, like sure, I could see Star Wars coming out holiday of next year, but I can't see them also releasing Titanfall three. Like, I could see Titanfall. You know, Titan. You know would be a good release date for Titanfall three? April. Oh, when they working on another game? They were working on Titanfall three from the financial states statements that Jason Schreer had from Kotaku, and then they were also working on the Star Wars game which they kind of talked about at E3 this past year. Um, and they, from what I understand, they are con- contractually obligated to release Titanfall 3. So it's not something they can cancel. Like, they are obligated to release it. And I just can't imagine, after what happened with Titanfall 2, right? Titanfall 2, big franchise, not that big. You can't compete with the Call of Duties and the Battlefields and the like, right? So that game needs to release somewhere else. That needs to release in a March to May time frame when there aren't really that many multiplayer shooters out. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, you can release Star Wars you know, at the end of the year, which is there a new Star Wars movie next year? Yes, there is, right? There's episode nine? Yep. So... December, if I remember right. So... I wonder, are they doing Battlefront 3 next year? Feels too early. I mean, Battlefront 1 was 2015. Battlefront yeah, 2 think, was 2017. I right? think they'll want to... I mean, it could go two ways. Either they they just want to get it out because it'll sell loads because of the brand, or they'll want to do it properly and reintroduce Battlefront to all the people who have been pissed off about it. So, if I was EA, if Timefall 3 is ready next year, I'd do Timefall 3 next year, and then Battlefront the year after or something. Well, I wouldn't put them both in the same year, because that's what killed Timefall last time. Too many bloody shooters in one place. Yeah, that's true. Too many shooters. And also, there's the whole, uh, like, you know... Oh, I don't know. I will touch on this lightly before we take questions. But did you see the hell that is the microtransactions in Battle in uh, Black Ops Four? Yeah, I wanted to mention that the seven day Sony gets a seven day exclusivity on uh, microtransactions now. Yes, that's uh, we we've reached a new low here, right? It's one is thing it, that it gets, it gets even lower, man. Because like, oh, does it? Well, you know, in in Overwatch, for example, um. You can earn stuff over time to get your cosmetics, right? If you don't uh-huh. want to pay. Whereas in Battle in Black Ops Four, you only get a there's a time limit to earn your cosmetics. Um, if by grinding, there's a time limit. If you don't earn them in that time, you can't get them. And also, you have to get the whole set to get all the stuff. So you only get like one piece at a time, but you can't use any of it until you get the whole set if I'm understanding it right. And not only that, is that it takes like hundreds of hours to grind a set. 
uh, or you buy them up front. So it's like it's pushing this sort of sense of urgency on the player. So they've 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 gotten rid of the gambling, and they've brought in a sense of oh. I've got to either engage nonstop with this game to get this stuff because of the time limit, or I've got to give Black Ops for extra money up front, if I'm understanding it correctly, which I think I am. So it's pretty scummy, even by Activision standards. And it's also doubly scummy. They waited until after all the reviews were out to implement this stuff. Yeah, it's pretty smart, though. It's smart. smart. It's smart. It's it's, smart. it's it's really smart. It, but it's also yeah. It's I could go back and change our review score, knock a point off it for this predatory practice, but it wouldn't matter now. Yeah, because they've sold all their copies. The, the reviews have all been out. But like, the other thing is like, look where we're at now. The fight of exclusivity. Before it used to be thirty days. Thirty days to get the map packs, which is a long time. You know, a month, which is why a lot of the pros and the people that really love Call of Duty switch platforms. But then all new content was seven days, which people were like, oh, cool, it's only a week. (laughs) But then it also includes the microtransactions. So, like, you can... (laughs) Like, I I find it funny that, like, Sony has exclusivity period on giving them more money for the microtransactions. You know what I mean? It's just kind of a funny thing to think about, that this is where we are with exclusivity deals that microtransactions are exclusive to a console for a week like wouldn't you want everybody to be able to give you money at the same time you know like i get content but like microtransactions come on now well but yeah some, some money's exchanged down somewhere you know well of course. so it's so cd like i just every time i think like i hate activision or rather hate EA. It's more like Activision just... At least EA pretends to care. Activision just straight up admits they don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's um, it's weird, man. All right, so um, that's the show, guys. Uh, hit us up with some questions. Uh, we will answer before we get out of here. I just want to thank everybody for hanging in there in the chat, having a good time listening to me and Jez. Just ramble on, uh, you know, me going on about my hate for Banjo and, and Conquer and Battletoads, because um, I'm sure that's that's uh, that's what you guys came here to hear about, right? So thank you guys for rocking out with this live, and if you're listening to this later on Google Plus or Google Google Plus, which doesn't exist anymore, uh, Google Play, as well as iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever else we're at, thank you guys so much. Uh, we appreciate it, and. Uh, you know, if you enjoyed the show, give it a like, thumb up. You know, if this first time here, make sure you hit the uh, sub button. Follow Jez on Twitter. Link is always in the description to his Twitter. So are my links if you want to follow me on social media as well. Um, so hit us with the questions, and we will we will get out of here. Um, Andrew Pratt, when's the Odyssey review coming out? Hopefully, I can have it out tomorrow. But I like every time I have free time. I just play Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> so hopefully I can turn that one out around tomorrow or maybe Saturday. Haven't really decided yet. Haven't I have all the footage because like I lost all my footage because my USB thumbstick died. So I got a bunch of footage of my character at level 50 doing stuff. Um I just need to kind of record it and then upload it in 4K, which you know, I mean I I 
uploaded some videos recently in 4K, which takes a while because my internet doesn't have the best upload speed. Um, let's see. Free-to-play Xbox paywall. Someone keeps on spamming that. Yeah, I did a video about that, and I think me and Jez both agree that uh, I think it should be... I think it should be uh, taken down. What do you think, Jez? Yeah, it should be. Um, I'm hoping that's one of the XO announcements. If it isn't, I'm going to try and get an answer on it. But it's just it just feels like a weird disparity at this point. If, if Sony, if it's if it doesn't exist for Sony, then it shouldn't exist for Xbox. You know, yeah. they're trying to compete. So JD Gamer wants to know: Do you think there will be a wait? There's more moment at XO18, and what do you think it will be? No, I don't think there's going to be a wait. There's more. Um, like Apple style. Like like someone, you know, like how Don Matrick used to have it, like Kojima came up on his shoulder and be like, oh my God, or wait, there's more. I don't think, I don't think that's going to be a thing. I would like for it the, to be something be true. The ending of the um the ending of the E three conference with Cyberpunk hacking the stage was great. Yeah, that was that was really cool. But no, I don't think there's gonna be something like that. What would I want it to be? I want them to show Fable. Honestly. That's what I would want it to be, but I don't think that's realistic. Uh Darth Paxton, he wants to know, Rand, what would be your G- dream GTA City? Jez, is yours London? Hmm. I mean, my, my, they can't. Ahead. They can't. They they don't really do. They don't really do like actual cities, do they? They sort of make up a city and do their their take on it. I'd like to see. I'd like to see their take on the sort of London and then the surrounding sort of countryside. I think that'd be really cool. Like you know, all the gangsters in the dirt in the old fashioned era and stuff like that. Like taking taking you know your enemies and executing them on the moors or something like that i don't know i think it'd be pretty cool you know um but what about you around where would your ideal gta See, say be? i was really happy when watchdogs came to chicago but it wasn't real chicago it was some fantasy bull they made up for that game so mm. i want to see chicago painstakingly recreated in grand theft auto my city that's what i want mm. That's what I need. Because I was so disappointed when Watch Dogs did that, right? Um, I don't know anything about Chicago. I just remember in the first Home Alone movie, she gets a car ride with a bunch of dudes going to Chicago. That's the first time I ever heard the word Chicago. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Suro Satch says, Do you think in XO18 Rocksteady will show their new game or even new Bioshock? Um, no, I don't think so. I think Bioshock Infinite's really overrated, by the way. You're really overrated. I, well, I like the story and the characters are cool, but the setting was just stupid. I'm not, I'm not sure Floating third party. Dumb. I'm not sure third party. I'm not sure there's going to be a third party that reveals the game at the show. I think, and this goes to like JD Gamer's question about playable games, like, I think Devil May Cry 5 will be there and uh like Kingdom Hearts I think is going to be there. I wonder uh, if they'll show um 
because Square Enix announced that they're going to release Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9... No, not 8, sorry. 7, 9, 10, and 12 on Xbox. I'd like to see 7 running on Xbox. That'd be interesting. Yeah, so I think some of the ones that they might like have deals with will be there. Like I, I know they said Ashen's going to be playable and stuff like that. Uh, those will be there, but I can't see them announcing a third party announcing uh a new game like rocksteady's big enough where they can just announce it whenever they want and it would be big news so i don't think they need xo so uh face wants to know after xbox one x got their win with red dead 2 does this give the ps4 a bad perception and do you still think ps5 will be announced in february 2019 released in november 19 um i don't think it gives ps4 a bad perception I mean, PS4 still has Spider-Man and God of War, which, you know, the Black Friday bundles leaked, and they're going to have a Spider-Man PS4 bundle for $199 at retailers, and that thing's going to sell out based on how, you know, well Spider-Man did. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 performing better on the X is definitely some kind of turning point. I think it... I think... Sure, I agree with you. I think it just puts X in more of a highlight rather than, like negative for sony you know what i mean yeah i think it just it just kind of like oh x is that much better right i I don't think there's any negative stigma now to playstation which is that people realize that that x is actually a better machine which we've been talking about as far as the ps5 being announcing in february releasing in november i mean i saw the talk about playstation con or dev con is next month in london which i don't know if you heard about this you might want to send out your feelers. And there's rumors that they're going to be revealing the PlayStation 5 to the developer developer community at this con and ask them for what they want. Does that mean PlayStation for sure is 2019? Or are they just taking initial feedback on what developers want? So when they build it for 2020, it'll be what developers, you know, what 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 they want to see with it. I don't really know. Like February 2019. Like look what look what the PlayStation is doing. They just announced 86 million in sales. They just increased their sales forecast from 16 million to 17.5. The PlayStation isn't slowing down. It's still it's like speeding up almost. So the PlayStation doesn't need a successor right now. I mean, you could make an argument that the Xbox needs a successor right now. Uh, PlayStation still. Do- I don't think PlayStation needs it right now. Um, but I don't know. Like I. It's still too close to call. Part of me thinks it's 2020 based on the hiring of the campaign manager and what he'd have to build. But then part of me is like, it could still be 2019. Uh, you know, maybe they want to get the jump on Microsoft. I don't know. I mean, Jez, if you had the gut feeling on this, I mean, what do you think? Oh, man, it's hard to say. I mean, having a year head start would be great in any in any scenario. <clears throat> But like, it's kind of like, do they want to let Microsoft have the power advantage? Because if they they release it a year early, they're giving Microsoft the power advantage the next year, and um, maybe that doesn't matter so much. You know, having the X has helped Xbox keep pace, but it's not like Xbox One as a platform has overtaken Sony or will ever overtake Sony. So I think like. I don't think Microsoft can afford really to let Sony have a year head start at this point. I mean, they can afford it, but it's like, I don't know. Are they in it to win it? 
What might be more feasible is if they just do sort of like a double a double console play again. Maybe like refresh the X and then have a more powerful X. I don't know. An XZ or something. <laughs> I think I think like the two the two console format is gonna stay for Microsoft. Even if Sony goes back to a PS five I think Microsoft is always going to have a cheaper console and a more expensive console that's more powerful. I don't think Microsoft is going to let Sony have the power advantage, even if it means Microsoft releases extra consoles at a premium in order to say, well, if you want those graphics, you can buy our super premium, super powerful console because clearly it works, you know? Yeah, clearly, clearly. Um, Anyways, I think that's it. Uh, we're going to get out of here. It's late for Jez. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back on Wednesday, regular day, regular time. Um, and I don't know. No, get- no Rand. Oh. Um, there won't be a podcast next week because I'm traveling. So there won't be a podcast next week because Jez is traveling. I might do a solo show or something. So Tim Dog on or something. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll have Timmy on, my boy Tim Dog, and someone else, and we'll have a like XO thing with the community about what they're looking forward to the show or something might do something like that. Look forward to talking about with Jez uh, after XO 18, give our thoughts about all that stuff. So thank you guys so much for hanging with us. If you enjoyed the show, please do us a favor and hit that like button, share this link out with everybody. Subscribe to the channel. If you're new, follow Jez on Twitter, Jez, you're leaving to go somewhere. Uh, Do you have anything you want to talk about before we end the show? Nah, just, you know, I really like doing this podcast and I think we've got to, you know, I mean, we have some like trolls every now and then and we, we sort of put a focus on the trolls and negativity, but for the, for the most part, the community listens to this podcast is really awesome. And, you know, me and Rand both, we really appreciate it. all the kind comments, the comments on Twitter, the feedback comments on YouTube too. I always read the comments, even yeah. if I don't always reply, you know, you guys are awesome. And gamers are just awesome. Most gamers are awesome. There's always this focus on negativity and there's so many trolls. And But it really is a minority, really. Most gamers just want to game, have fun, be positive. Be awesome to each other, guys. Yeah. Be good. And uh, we will be back uh, probably the Wednesday after XO to talk about what went down there. I'll try to get maybe Tim Dog on and a couple other people next week to kind of fill... Fill the gap. Fill Jez's shoes and do something. So thank you guys for watching. Thanks for listening here or on Google Play and iTunes. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you in the future. Later, guys.